welcome to the Shape of a Star podcast, where everyone has a story. We just need to shape it so we are the star or something like that. You may be wondering, where's Danny? What's going on? Who's this random person talking to me right now? Well, uh, don't fret. Today, we have a very special season two finale episode, and our guest today is none other than the host of the show, Danny. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I'm Maria Fraser, and so I'm one of the season two guests. If you don't recall, that is okay. Um, but we are here to discuss everything about the past season. Yeah, and episode 48, everyone, go listen to Maria's. It was like literally one of the most fun episodes. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, so we had to do it again. And now we're going to party with y'all uh, to celebrate season two. Yeah, and also, everyone, if you don't remember season one's finale, the questions are all generated by the previous guests. So we're literally just going to go through all of them who actually submitted questions. Some of them got really busy, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> when we so we're going to figure out what they've been up to and then things that they want to know about Danny. Yeah. Oh, and I am blind to these people, like... I showed Maria earlier. I literally like black out the Google Sheets, copy paste blindly, and I'm like, God, I hope I got the right box. <laughs> yeah, so let's start with. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the first person that you interviewed in uh, season two was Pastor Kev. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was forever ago. That was a Hot Topics episode. Yes. So what's Pastor Kev up to? Okay, so Pastor Kev graduated with his master's degree, so yay for him. Um, he's currently, like, flittering around a bunch of, like, jobs. I think he's, like, kind of exploring what he exactly wants to do with his religious studies master's degree. I should know what it is, actually. Sorry, people. Point is, Pastor Kev is doing well. He's living summer. He just did, like, a really cool hike. He posted a bunch of pictures about... And, yeah, just living his life. I'm pretty sure his anniversary just happened, so happy anniversary to you, too. Awesome. All right, so he is coming in hot with his questions, so prepare yourself. Um, what do you think of Jesus' claim that he alone should be worshipped as God of the universe? Well, I think it's his right, because <laughs> we're all entitled to our beliefs, he is just in a position of power that, I don't know, people will believe him more or go with it more. I don't know, like, hubris and pride or whatever is a sin, I guess. But also, I don't know, just if that's how you want to roll. And as long as you're leading people down a good-ish path, which Bible says good, people make it weird, I will say. Um, as someone who frequently gets talked to through religious doctrine... Um, I've read it a million times to understand what people are trying to actually tell me because I had no clue. And I will say, in the Bible, there really isn't anything bad. Not much, much hate. <laughs> Some things, but, you know, we we turn the will of what we want and see. What's it called? The power of suggestion. If you've seen The Haunted Mansion. Oh, by the way, everyone, today's July 30th, so if something comes out later, don't cancel us. Um, 2023. <laughs> so The Haunted Mansion came out, and that was a huge, like theme, the power of suggestion. Now, what do you see as the biggest problems in the world? 
honestly kind of the opposite kind of like taking jesus's lead in the first question but um i know it might be like a hot topic but i think people need to like care about themselves more like we are going through a rough time like as like the past few years um great i love that we all care about each other but also like take care of yourself and that might be our therapist side coming through maria but our social worker therapist mental health worker side but like take care of yourself oxygen mask on you first yeah you were raised catholic was what was that like um going through the motions really um i feel that there are very very few like true like people that embody catholicism in america these days i will say it's an american thing (laughs) um i think it's like culture of just me 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 kind of deal compared to other countries which is obviously what i aspire to as my previous answer just said be more selfish everyone take care of yourself but um no it really was just like going through the motions and because where i grew up in new york it wasn't like super isolated catholicism like my school literally was split in half 50 50 jewish catholic so we had all the jewish holidays so i don't know it was like jewish and catholicism hand in hand along with mm-hmm. all the holidays that we ended up celebrating because we had lots of different classmates. And honestly, it was the best time because in elementary school, when you need an excuse to celebrate everything, we had it. When I got married, uh, the priest was from the Northeast. The one, the one of the priests that I talked to is from the Northeast. And he said, um, oh yeah, I'm from the Northeast. Jewish Catholic weddings are my bread and butter. I know all about this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love when like the rabbis and priests like know each other and you could tell immediately like, oh, hey, again, you made the rounds. <laughs> Here we are again. Well, at least in Texas, there are very few rabbis that will co-officiate with priests. So, really? Mm-hmm. So for your for when you become for one day when you become a wedding planner, just keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Good to um, know. He, he also wants to know the pros and cons of being raised Catholic. Uh pros is it's the it was, I think it still is technically the majority religion. So people will get it when you're like complaining, trying to relate to people. And it's kind of really highly publicized, prolific on TV. Uh, depending on the era you're in, but historically prolific on TV. Like, there was a huge Jewish wave, like, in the 80s and 90s because, like, Jews own TV and all that stuff. But, um, so I think that's a pro, is that people get it when I say stuff. Um, One of the cons, I would say, is the rigidity. Like, for those who don't know Catholicism, like, what you read and sing in the books every Mass and, like, service is planned on a three-year cycle. Like, I could go look up what I'm doing in 2027 today. Like, so super rigid um i also don't like how it's like a monolith of power because like very very common in the circle of people that are catholic that i have run into and are saying that the current pope is communist because he did not condemn gays which i'm like "Mm, okay well isn't he infallible is where we supposed to listen so that one singular source of power i think that's a con because we're flip-flopping so much and everyone's getting dizzy <laughs> awesome um well anything else you want to say about the hot topics episode uh yeah kevin start producing more content because i've watched the stuff you've done and i'm fascinated by it as someone who doesn't know a lot about religion especially like all the different sects of christianity because you know as a catholic i'm the original 
they say, but <laughs> and everyone else is a spinoff. Uh, but so get on it. I'm so down uh, to watch more. I encourage you and I encourage everyone else to go watch because despite what Christians may be, seem like in the world, Kevin's super open-minded and like is cool with everything. So except for um, some sects of Christianity we saw, but you could go watch the video and see that. All right. In episode 31, you interviewed Kira. Can you remind us about Kira's episode and what she's been up to since? So Kira actually is having probably a weird time in the world at the moment. But for those who don't remember, Kira is a fellow adoptee who went to undergrad with me, but currently lives in Los Angeles and has been starring in Power Ranger movies and like other things. But me looking at Kira's life, um, I just realized Kira is SAG-AFTRA. Um, so Kira's probably in a weird situation at the moment, but we stand with you and the writers. Um, and yeah, Kira's had a lot of like projects come out, but that had to come to a stop, obviously, promotion-wise. But Kira, we're on your side and the rest of the people out there on the picket lines, or at least I Union strong. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Kira's episode and everything that she had to talk to you about, like her acting and about just with her um you know being as being an adoptee and everything else said about that and and with in relation to your siblings i thought that was all super interesting stuff um yeah so here's what she wants to know what are you most proud of i guess my accomplishments because i did that and let me tell you i forget how much crap i've accomplished can you give and, an example? Uh, recently at my job, they reminded me of all the things I've done while being at the job. And I forgot two thirds of it. And as they were reminding me, they were like trying to like gas me up as the kids say. <laughs> and I was sitting here like, God, I've done a lot for you people. <laughs> like that's so, right i did do that i kind of got a little angry i will admit but like in a good way like god i am good but also wow i did all this for you yeah yeah i know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same line of work everyone what is your favorite disney movie um i would instinct says little mermaid i do love moana um and that's like classic disney animation um, I'm, a, I'm a huge, I'm a Disney Channel kid and I tell everyone that. Like Disney Channel original movies are my jam to this day, still my jam. But I would have to say Little Mermaid because everyone okay. usually typically means animated. Yeah. And then what about, um, I guess, what is your favorite Disney Channel movie? Oh, okay. So hmm, it's obviously one of the musicals. Uh well, technically, High School Musical 3 and Zombies 3 were not Disney Channel mo original movies because one went on Disney Plus and went in the theaters. So I guess it's Descendants 3, everyone. So the third in a in a trilogy is typically your favorite, it sounds like? Uh, in the Disney Channel movies, at least, yes. Amazing. Wow, that's really, that's really interesting. The plots get more unhinged, and we just, we don't waste time. We don't <laughs> We just time. jump in. No, we just jump right in. That is so true. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh. Oh, God. 
Okay, so this is going to sound super egotistical, everyone, but usually when I get advice, I was usually right in the first place. So <laughs> it's hard to remember something that wasn't like you were right. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's not the stop the haters and ignore the hate, the, all the fake people. All that. I don't know. Is there uh, somebody that you really that you like to turn to for advice or who you would trust to give you advice? That's the issue. I trust everyone to give me advice. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, do what's best for you. You will be replaced in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I try to give that advice a lot, especially, you know, um, I used to work in schools as you do. And it's like, I think a lot of people, it's a tricky, it's a tricky line to walk with, with how much people love the kids and will do anything for the kids. And at the expense of their own well-being the majority of the time. Um, and yeah, you need to figure out a plan because if you, like, you can't be indispensable. And if you were to be abducted by aliens to tomorrow, they would have to find out a way to, to make it work without you. The metaphor I get told is meteors, like the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> If all of us got meteor, <laughs> they'd have to trek on. They'd have to keep going, and they would, and they would. So make make sure you can have a whole life and everything. Mm -hmm. All right. Next episode was a Hot Topics episode with mm. Kevin. Oh, that's right. Okay, so Kevin Voltage over there has been, like, producing more of his art, living, like, his newly married life. And honestly, he's just been having a very chill summer. He's been hiking a lot. And yeah, shout out to Kevin. Hey. Yeah. Other Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. And what was his episode about for Hot Topics, for those who don't remember? Uh, he released his new album and kind of like his art production stuff. Also, I think he went to Disney <laughs> recently, just as another thing that popped in my head. All right. Well, next time you'll have to ask him what his favorite Disney movie is. <laughs> or his favorite ride. All right. Episode 32 was Rachel Taylor. Um, oh. What's what's going on with Rachel? Um, Rachel is back in nursing, everyone. When Rachel first came on, Rachel was uh, technical writing, I think. I think, God. Okay, so in case Rachel still was nursing, Rachel went to technical writing, did that for about a year and a half, and then kind of missed nursing. Missed, like, the people interaction portion. You know, that bedside manner stuff. That I would not be great at, but people think I'm great at, but whatever. But, so Rachel's back in nursing. Um, I think adopted a new dog recently and is currently not dying in the heat, which is super surprising because if you remember everyone, Rachel has a million allergies. So I don't know how she's hiking so much. Good for her. That's awesome. She has a bunch of questions for you. So let's oh. get into them. What are you most excited about in the next year? Okay, I'm going to go over a year from now, Rachel. Um, having a summer uh, vacation next year would be exciting. Um, and I'm going to Disney in September, so I haven't been in 20 years. Wow. Which Disney are you going to? World. World, okay. Um, if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, God. Hmm. See, I'm going to say noodles because noodles are very adaptable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. 
Although I feel like my blood sugar would be skyrocketing, but. Through the roof, yeah. And there's other, there's different types of noodles. Oh yeah, rice noodles, I don't think, just shoot your sugar up, so. Mm -hmm. You can, and you can do whole wheat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, take that back. You know, I'd rather the veggie noodles, actually. The yeah, ones made from veggies. yeah. Those are good. Yeah. I can do like the whole wheat mac and cheese, but like I don't, for Ooh. some reason, I don't like the whole wheat of like the, like any other type of noodles. You know, I haven't had whole wheat mac and cheese and that sounds great. Yeah. Try it just because I feel like I don't really like it when we get whole wheat spaghetti, but I have no issue with the whole wheat mac and cheese. Okay. Writing that down, everyone. <laughs> All right. Rachel wants to know. What is your favorite part of your human design chart and why? Okay, so for those who don't know what human design is, so human design, everyone, is basically like astrology, I Ching, and your, well, birth charts, and basically every single, like, spiritual, eclectic, like, hippie, I don't know how you want to call it, thing, like, morphed into one universal thing. And it takes into account the day you were born and 80 days before you were born. Because 80 days before you're born, born is when your soul is created, according to the, some guy that was tripping on something in the universe. Look, I don't know. But the point is, I got a reading from humandesign.com. And you could go get your chart for free. But honestly, it makes no sense unless you're trained in it. Because there's like 80 different gates, four, 12 different pathways. And if it's open and closed at one end, it means something from the other end and how it all connects. Super confusing. But if you have the money, go pay for the reading and someone will break it down for you. I had a two and a half hour video chat with someone about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I loved it. I wholly recommend it for everyone into astrology. But um, my favorite thing is I got told that uh, my chart, it's like one of my gates is connected to something else and it's activated which means that it's like a part of your personality dominantly. And apparently one of my things and the thing connected to, it was like the channel of power. Like if you're an assertive personality type thing and every single one of the things in that like area was like activated and lit up strongly. And so they were like, power just streams through your entire chart. There you and go. It yeah. is not ever, apparently it's rare. For people to oh. even have, like, power activated. But, like, literally, I had every single power thing activated. Dang. Nice. Right. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that, like, is a really a powerful feeling, too. Someone being like, you're powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Rachel wants to know, what is your favorite memory of us? Oh, okay. So... I'm a big fan of when we used to hang out by the pool and just like dread being there because we would love to be at the pool, but we hated being outside. So it was just this dichotomy of us just being there complaining and like glaring at people, but also being happy we're in the pool for two seconds. Um, yeah. Also we had a lot of mini adventures. Um, I did love the day we went to the beach last year because, oh, oh yeah. So I got my wisdom teeth out last August, everyone. And two days later I was like, let's go to the beach. And oh so gosh. I made Rachel drive and <laughs> I was like, or did I drive? No, I drove, I think. So I was like, no, no, Rachel did drive because I left my meds in her car after. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we were just like hanging out, like driving along. And I was like, I'm okay. If I feel pain, you're a nurse. There you go. 
Also, sexy all I was given was ibuprofen. <laughs> so oh, we were okay. good. I could have went to CVS. Yeah. How would you describe your spiritual beliefs? Personal, which I feel like is a huge cop-out, but I feel like it's very unique to me and such. So I say personal. Personal. Awesome. So the episode you did after that was Hot Topics with David Rin. Oh, okay, everyone. So David's still doing great. Um, He currently is... Still making his way, still posting covers. He's the harpist that did a bunch of video game covers and could just like bust it out and learn it so fast. Um, honestly, I I know he's doing well because actually he just harvested a bunch of things and posted about it. So yeah, everyone, go check out David. Awesome. Uh, David wants to know what made you interested in doing the podcast. Hmm. Okay, so. I've told this before, but I love telling it, but it's also like not as serious as people think. Um, I did the podcast because I bought a fancy microphone and needed something to do with it. And That's a good reason. Yeah, but I feel like it could be more in depth. And I don't know. I I got the microphone for virtual learning during the pandemic. And I was like, well, I need to keep this up somehow. So I love it. Yep. He also wants to know, how frequently do you interview people? Uh, I go through waves, I've learned. Like, there'll be, like, three weeks where I see, like, multiple people a week. And then I'll not do it for three months. Um, depends on my schedule. Depends on their schedules. And some days we just wake up early on a Sunday and get going. So. Nice. Like, right now. <laughs> Woo! All right. Um. Can you help me with the pronunciation? I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, what what number are we at? 33. Letizia. Letizia. Okay. Cool. So update on Letizia, everyone. Um, Letizia's turtle is doing fine. I literally was just Snapchatting Letizia before we started. <laughs> uh, we were going to hang out, but Letizia's car is currently getting fixed in the shop. Nothing bad happened. Just was a random fact because we were going to hang out yesterday. And... Yeah, Letizia is doing great, thriving. Maria, did you listen to Letizia's episode? I don't know. No, it's all good if you didn't. It's <laughs> no, just funny because, so. like, you're a school social worker, or were. I'm a school counselor. Letizia's a school psychologist. Oh, no, I don't think I listened to her episode. Oh, how fun. So, yeah, we're I'll like have to go the back triumvirate and right it. now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure I would really, uh, I'm sure I would love it. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. She wants to know, when was the last time you laughed so hard you had tears in your eyes? What the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie? <laughs> the Barbie movie. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I highly recommend it. Um, before I don't know. That's the other thing. I laugh a lot. Um, and I laugh at a lot of different things. So it's not that's hard. a good thing. That is healthy. You're right. Um, appropriate, yeah. no. Healthy, yes. <laughs> it's not always the right time to laugh. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. If Lady Gaga met you tomorrow, what amazing and encouraging words would she shower you with? You're doing the work that I needed when I was growing up. That's why I started the Born This Way Foundation and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Thank you, Lady Gaga. Um, yeah, great. Favorite musical? Into the Woods. <laughs> Favorite food? Wontons. 
pick one without context and justify your response. Beginning or ending? Beginning, because it's always exciting to start something and the ending isn't always as happy. All right, awesome. Uh, episode 34, you interviewed Alexander. Oh, Alexander Pinnicky. Pinnicky. Um, and what's he up to? And can you remind us who he is? So Alex is also an actor who went to undergrad with me. Actually, I guess he went to undergrad with Kira too. Anyways, we all were in college together, but Alex is currently sag Um <laughs> And he's living in New York. So shout out to you. Again, we stand by all the union protesters. And yeah, no, Alex before that, though, was doing a bunch of modeling stuff and like a lot of small projects, too. So Alex has been consistently working. I liked when you ever you had the actors on, I liked how you asked them about um, things like height and how that affects what type of role you get. Um, because that was something I was really interested in learning about. So I liked all those questions that you asked them. Thank Um, you. And you had those questions for Kira too. And they were like, um, and I believe if I remember correctly, Kira is shorter than Alex. So they had kind of different responses. Yep. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. All right. So Alex wants to know who do you admire most and why? Ooh. Okay, because here's the thing about that. I actually don't like having role models because everyone's flawed. (laughs) And I just always see someone, I'm like, "Mm, but you also have this, which is, again, not the therapeutic way to look at things. I just had this whole conversation with a friend. I literally butted him. I was like, oh, I guess I should and you, but because he's also a therapist. (laughs) But I was like, "Mm, you know what? So who do I look up to? Huh yesteryear i would have said lady gaga because of all her charity work but i don't know i mean she's not a bad person to look up to kelly clarkson is really good these days too because kelly's been through it all (laughs) um i feel like i'm missing someone very obvious but my answer is i'm gonna keep with everyone's flawed so just be the best you you don't have to look up to someone all right what inspires you the most about theater Okay, I think, because I'm usually in a musical theater, but theater itself is cool too. Um, I think it's fascinating that people are able to do the psychology switch because I think it's part of that power thing we were talking about with human design. I am so me that I cannot get out of my head to like act as some new personality, at least physically in front of people. Like I might be able to do it with writing because you know, you're a writer too, Maria. That's how you ended up here. Like, for writing, I can do it, but I'm not, like, physically, like, embodying it. I am just, like, thinking and shoving out through my fingers real fast. Uh, So I think that part of acting, and also, because I'm not a singer, I think singing is the one form of communication I cannot contribute to. And that is what fascinates me, because it's like, wow, this is, like, one of the few mediums I will never conquer. What do you hope people will gain from listening to your podcast? a realization that everyone really is fascinating. Like you don't think most of the people that have come on do not think they're fascinating. And then we'll be like, wow, when I see myself laid out like this, I've been through stuff. And I'm like, don't cry on the (laughs) show, please. (laughs) Well, and that leads to the next question. What do you hope people will gain from participating in your podcast? Oh, 
okay, so a lot of my people, especially in season one, and kind of like the ones we were talking about right now recently, except for the actors, are people that hate being in the spotlight. Like Rachel, Letizia, Tyler, all hate being in the spotlight. So I hope they gain that it's not life or death and people are genuinely interested. Yeah. What is your favorite way to wind down from a busy day? Taking a shower <laughs> is the first thing I do when I enter the house, especially since the pandemic, because any dirty germ will, con- will not not contemplate, con- convolute, pollute, contaminate. That's it. So taking a shower. All right. Awesome. So on episode 35, you interviewed Brooke. Brooke. Okay, What's so, Brooke up to? Brooke, everyone, moved to New York. And Brooke is, like, lawyering up there somewhere, like, in New York City. I honestly, it's probably something I'm not supposed to know about. But I know Brooke is up there and is, like, killing it in law stuff. Because if you don't remember, Brooke was the person that used to work for NASA as, like, some scientist thing. But then decided, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer now. And was working at Congress in D.C. But then <laughs> went to New York to do something, I think, with embassies and whatnot look i don't know i try not to know because i feel like it's safer especially living this close to dc so uh shout out to brooke hey <laughs> thriving shout out to brooke awesome okay so the next episode you had after that was fossil daddy oh yeah fossil daddy <laughs> another person i was just it was a hot topics morning. episode yeah so he currently literally as we speak is on another excavation site leading it though with like 40 other people which is uh, unusual because if you go look at his like social media, he, it's usually just him in the woods somewhere. <laughs> but now that he has a crew that he's working with, that's kind of cool. Um, his kids are doing great because he recently adopted a bunch of, or not a bunch, a couple of kids. Uh, his research and excavations going well. Um, he's starting to do YouTube long format versus just like small, short TikToks. Although I'm pretty sure he like abandoned TikTok because I kept like flagging him too much for some reason. But he's on Twitter, he's on Instagram, he's on YouTube, Fossil Daddy, he has a Patreon. If you're a contributor to an excavation site, he'll send you a bunch of stuff. But no, he's doing great. Awesome. Uh, He wants to know, what's your favorite dinosaur? Oh god, whatever Ducky was (laughs) in The Land Before Time. The one with the the long bill horn thing. It has a name with a P that I can't say. And it's not pterodactyl, but... No, that was a different one of the characters. Yep. Okay. That's anyway. Petri. <laughs> yeah, that was Petrie. Okay. Do you know the difference between dinosaurians, marine reptiles, and petrosaurs? Okay. I know why he asked this because he explained it on this episode. And I'm going to be honest and say no. Okay, everyone go back and listen to Fossil Daddy's episode so we can be educated on the difference. Even if you already listened to it, maybe we could use um, a refresher. (laughs) So that's that on that. Um, Do you know what the KT extinction event is? I thought it was like up to theory. So no, I thought it was like when all life on Earth is going to end. So no, I do not know because I don't think it happened yet. But also, I don't know what KT stands for, and I assume you don't know either, Maria. I know. (laughs) Because in my head, it's total kill, but KT is not total kill. No. All right. 
Thank you so much, uh, Fossil Daddy. Next is episode 36. Help oh. me with this name. Schizo Schizolus. Schizolus. Yes. What's Schizolus up to? Wait, isn't Schizo alias? I think I spelled it wrong. I am so oh. sorry. Anyways, so she's living in Japan still, everyone, doing her translation stuff, still cosplaying. Actually, more cosplaying now than when we did the interview. Because when we did the interview, it was, like, deep in, like, quarantine time in Japan. Um, but, yeah, she's out and about cosplaying again, slowly getting back into it. I think came and visited America a while ago, too, for a month. But, yeah, still rocking it. Still living it. All right. Awesome. The next episode you did was a Hot Topics episode with Jeremy Smith. Jeremy. Okay, so Jeremy. I. Th oh, yeah. So... When Jeremy and I talked, he was the real estate agent everyone in Atlanta in the Million Dollar Club. Um, and so we were talking about how he was somewhat involved with, oh God, I don't know what it's called. It's basically Dancing with the Stars for Charity in local Atlanta. And um, he, it happened. They raised all the money, which was like a, not an insignificant amount. It was like $10,000. I helped. But I can only contribute $5, but I helped. I got to thank you and everything. Um, and they're currently in Europe. Wow. All right. Uh, Jeremy wants to know, a question you already uh, asked and answered, but when did you, when and why did you start Shape of a Star? I guess another way we can think about it too is you had the microphone. Why did you decide to make this particular podcast? Oh, Literally. Okay, so because I'm nosy and I talk to a lot of different people and I realized my friend, co-worker, did not realize that she is a lifetime movie. Like, she was married for 20 years, then her husband um, got into such not nice things and it immediately turned into a divorce. But then she got a job mid-divorce and started conquering, literally climbed up the corporate ladder and like, 15 months and was like running the place and i was like you do realize you're like a lifetime movie mixed with like a budget of like you know a full studio release right and she was like oh god you're right <laughs> and i was like that's the show awesome yeah and i think that's what you would do with the show is show what's so interesting about every single guest who comes on and help them figure out what is interesting about them yep um all right so Jeremy wants to know, what is your story, education, upbringing? Okay, wow. Um, so if big you've listened, question. I know. If you've listened around, around long enough, everyone, you probably know all this. But um, so I was adopted. I grew up in New York. Uh, I went to high school, went to college, got my degree in psychology, got my minors in dance and fiction writing, which is why me and Maria wig so well. Um <laughs> Then I went to grad school, got my school counseling degree, have a billion certifications out of that. And that's, go back to the accomplishments, proud of those certifications, because, look, I'm sorry for people that are getting their psych degree and trying to take over the world. You need a master's degree. Like, I'm going to say it. But those certifications is also what makes you stand out further. If you're just like a clout chaser, as some people may say. Um, my coworkers told me I'm zealous, not zealous. Is it zealous? Ambitious and zealous? Whatever. Um, so I think we're making jokes about the certifications. But no, I like having my certifications. So I earned a bunch of those. And 
yeah, now I'm just trying to turning 30 in like what five months, four months, four, five, whatever December is in December. <laughs> Are we birthday twins? When's your Are birthday? We? December 6th. Oh, so you, you're going to turn 30 like a couple weeks before I do. Oh, <laughs> we're basically twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's my world and my story in a very brief nutshell, Jeremy, um, if you've listened to this, let me know what parts of my story you want to know and I'll, I can follow up. All right. Yeah. Jeremy, let us know what are, uh, what are your goals for this podcast growth, et cetera? Oh my God. This is such a real estate question, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> like what's your, and then I also think what's your growth mindset? Um, no. Uh, I actually like how low-key the show is because everyone is more willing to come on, especially the shy people. And, you know, with great powers comes great responsibility. I have enough power according to my human design chart as a person. I don't need the responsibility of having a huge following, uh, even though I know I could handle it. But <laughs> no, my show, it's just here to record conversations and let people realize that they're more fascinating than they are. Which people have reached out and said, wow, blankety blank, blah, 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 blah. It is true. And like people, I try and get everyone I can on here. So of yeah, all different types of life. You're you're part of the show now. Come on, come on in and get interviewed. Yes, at the Shape of a Star podcast or the Shape of a Star podcast at gmail.com. Reach yeah. out. Love you're in the hot people. seat now. <laughs> um, but you don't have to be in the hot seat. You could be in a regular episode. Um, just like episode 37, for example. That was a good transition, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is it Jay, Jay Ruger? Yes. Jay Ruger for episode 37. What is, what are they up to? So Jay Ruger actually has like low keyed out of social media and hasn't answered a lot, but I know Jay is, Jay Ruger is doing well. That I can know. And yeah, I think they're still performing around the world. It's just that because they abandoned social media, <laughs> hard to keep track because we're all busy adults, everyone. And yeah, yeah. sure, Jay's doing fine. Because yeah. I feel like if Jay wasn't doing fine, I would have found out from someone else. All right. The next episode was a Hot Topics episode with Merman Jacks Part 2. Oh, okay. So everyone it's busy season for jacks you know as you can imagine summer is mermaid season um currently i forgot there's some convention happening in la that merman jacks is a part of and promoting a bunch but yeah still kicking along checking along awesome awesome that's cool that was a cool episode episode 38 was Lindsay grove oh okay Lindsay's still like kicking around in the psych world and yeah um I don't know, because I actually had to leave the Discord server where we met, so I haven't had a lot of contact with Lindsay, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Lindsay's doing well from what I can surmise. Awesome. Now we had a... The next one was a Hot Topics episode. Um, Nam Tran of Ceramics? Yeah, Nam uh, Tran of Ceramics. It's Cernamics. a pun off his names. Because it, it is, he's a ceramics guy, but he was like, got it. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. My my mind switched the, the letters around. Ceramics, nice. It might have been me typing it wrong, honestly, but uh, <laughs> uh, so I'll take the blame for that. And well, 
Okay, so he's doing amazing. I literally found out this morning he's been engaged for five years. Um, did not know because he made a post about what's it called? Um, here I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, it was something about like. Oh, it was the Pokemon theme song. I was walking down the aisle song. He's like, oh, this will be us one day. I was like, who's us? You didn't tag anyone. Are you even engaged? And he's like, yeah, for five years. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like, we could have talked wedding planning on the episode. I hate you. Why didn't you tell oh me? Oh, my gosh. If anybody has listened to any of these episodes, you know that you shouldn't deny uh, Danny talking about wedding planning. <laughs> 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 it's so true though. <laughs> you need to have you need to have a wedding planner guest on. Oh my god, I haven't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I feel like I'd be it's a terror. It's gonna be like a two-hour episode. <laughs> a lot of these are two hours. <laughs> that's true. Yes, but no, that's a great one. Okay, I wrote that down. Okay, great. <laughs> um, all right. So if you were a smell, what would you be? Okay, I think I'd be a mix of vanilla and almond. Um, roasted almond in theory, but I don't know. Because I also like lavender too. So I feel like a hint of lavender, very, very baseline hint, just so like you like chill out people. Cause... Yeah, that already smells really good in my mind. <laughs> but like I love vanilla because it's like a very neutral smell, which I'm not neutral, so I don't know why I think I'm vanilla, but whatever. Um, but almond, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Nam wants to know who inspires you to be you? Oh, who inspires me to be me? Honestly, I think it's more of a question of the lack of people like me that inspires me to be me. Because I don't know, I love pointing out people's flaws, which is like the worst thing to say as a therapist, I guess. But <laughs> um, it's in the it's for advocacy. Uh, so yeah, I like how Hollywood does not let me see me. So that's why I'm me because I'm like, huh, I show the world that people like me exist, blah, blah, blah. High holier than thou stuff. Um, yeah. If you can fly in any manner, so with wings, God mode, rocket roots, etc., which method would you prefer? I would choose, I don't want wings and I don't want a machine. I just want to be able to like levitate myself, maybe tell either wind based or telekinesis like, because I want to be able to catch myself if I fall. I don't want a machine malfunctioning on me. I don't want my wings to get tired and I just plummet like something. Why did you start a podcast? Um, because as I thought of recently, I have the face for reality TV. <laughs> so oh my gosh you should go on reality tv i feel like i'd never be able to work again but <laughs> right that's like what that's what you trans that's what you do for your transition into being a wedding planner <laughs> <laughs> actually i probably would be get a following from it but yeah no actually me and nam talked about that a lot like being oh because that's how we met he was on the great pottery show i don't know it's a pottery show on hbo max everyone go watch it it's fun Oh, okay. Well, you could do something like that. Something that's not like crazy reality TV. But I would make it crazy. Reality. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't have a talent that I could like hone in on like that yeah. for a competition show. All right. Um, and if not in America, 
where would you be living right now? Oh, God. Um, he also asked that because I'm very pro living in America. And oh, interesting. Never, oh, no. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people are like, I'm going to move out. I don't like how it's going. Um, sorry, I like my rights in America. I know it's constantly being questioned, but at least I know where I'm standing. Uh, <laughs> and I know when to duck low or whatever. The rest of the world, I don't feel no fear that way. And that might be a super American thing to say, but oh well. So if I had to live somewhere else, um, I'm going to be boring and say Canada, Eastern Seaboard. But that's just because I don't do time zones very well. Gosh. I'm the worst. (laughs) I cannot leave the time zone and, like, function. All right. Well, there you go. And I'm sure that's a skill that you've bumped into as the host of a podcast where you have to interview people in different time zones. I can function well at any time within my time zone. The second mm-hmm. I go like an hour behind, I cannot function. Oh, I anymore. see what you're saying. So you know what time zone the people you're interviewing are in. You just don't want to have to switch time zones physically. physically. Yeah. Gotcha. When I went to Cali, I never, I, it took me two weeks to recover. I was oh only there gosh. for two days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you could have just been like an early riser. I, and that's the thing. I also was a a late go to better, but I would wake up at 3 a.m. there every day. Right. Oh my gosh. All right. So then in episode 39, you interviewed Heather Eisenberg. Oh my God. So Heather is doing super well, everyone. So Heather is a fellow geek therapist and Heather has fully transitioned to being a full-time therapist through Geek Therapeutics. Woo woo. So um, Heather is doing well. Heather has been contributing to publications, which I don't know if are out yet, so I'm not going to say which ones she's in, but <laughs> Heather is doing great and is getting published and uh, just as, as successful as I am, I guess. Awesome. In the realms. Go, Heather. All right. The, after that, you did a Hot Topics episode um, with Phil Lober, part two. Oh, Phil had his album released then. And uh, since then, Phil is back in California. No, wait, still in California. He just got to Cali when we recorded. And he is currently offering classes still for orchestration and did just like a bunch of like trailer music and it is like in the archive for people to just pick and pull whenever they need it. Um, So Phil's very excited about his life. In fact, he just messaged me. have no idea what he said and has nothing to do with this. Great. So, Phil's doing great. Awesome. Uh, episode 40, you interviewed Forest Dude. Oh, my God. Okay, so currently Forest Dude, um, entire life has completely changed. And so we talked about Forest Dude, like, being married. <laughs> That's not it anymore. Um, <laughs> Forest Dude, um streaming a bunch uh forest dude has converted i think back to like physical versus vtubing and uh the marriage ended on very amicable terms everyone um so amicable they're still like living together <laughs> and functioning fine and doing well uh he's currently actually nearby at a convention literally this weekend and no he's happy he's doing well and catch him on twitch all right catch him on twitch uh, he does have some questions for you. Boris Dude wants to know, how are you? Busy. Uh, he wants to know, where are you? In the comfort of my Costco chair. 
Who are you? The best. Why are you? Um, through lots of luck in life circumstance, I will say. All right. And when are you? Eternal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's for us, dude. Um, the next episode you did was another Hot Topics episode with Gregory Heal. Woo woo. Okay. So literally everyone, Greg just celebrated his wife's birthday, his wedding anniversary. Um, he's just starting live signings of his book. Unlike you, Marie, he's indie publishing, so self-published. Um, you could go check out his book. God, I should remember what the book is. I literally own it. It's literally on my shelf right next to me somewhere. But, um, oh, inheritance stuff. Go check out his episode, everyone. He's actually a blast. He's been helping me plan my Disney trip a ton. And he's on a cruise. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So he wants to know, what is your proudest accomplishment to date? Ooh, I don't think legally I could say it due to confidentiality, but it was definitely something that I was able to help someone through. Awesome. Uh, but are you excited for Digimon Adventure 02 coming out this fall? Yes. So for those who don't know, there's a new Digimon movie coming out. And the controversy is season two is like one of the, quote, worst seasons. It was actually my favorite so the fact that it's getting a sequel, I'm so ready. <laughs> and if you... Oh, okay. Well, we have another... If you had to live in another country, which country would you choose? Are you still oh. thinking Canada? Or has I'll pick a different changed? one. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick a different one, too. All right. Um, if I have to leave the time zone, because I don't know if there's anything else in the time zone except for the part of Brazil. Um, no. I want to live somewhere not hot, so that eliminates like anything near the equator um it can't be not necessarily because some parts of the equator are in the mountains oh so like you just have like a rainy season versus dry season but it doesn't necessarily mean it's hot okay you're right um i'm gonna say new zealand all right because i feel like they have weather <laughs> yeah yeah that would be amazing that's that's a good that's a good choice. All right, let's go on to episode forty-one where you interviewed Heather. Oh, so Heather um, has found a new job. Currently loves it, and yeah, uh, we were just talking on Twitter a few days ago, actually. And no, Heather's still trekking through life. Things are going well. Wasn't a lot of updates, but yeah, no, Heather's doing great. I think what's interesting is like season one, you interviewed a lot of your friends and that you had them be guests. And then season two, you had guests who you then converted into friends. I try. <laughs> so I went, I went the other direction this season, this season a little bit more. Actually, no, that's a huge thing. Um, I do like to tell a lot of people that because, um, especially when they're first coming onto the show, because when I first made the show, people didn't want to just like come on this random guy's show. So I had to pull on friends that I could half bully and half <laughs> force them on. And so they got their episodes. And once people saw that there was like a real show with like a bunch of episodes out, then people were more willing to hop on and give my little show a shot. So thank you, everyone, including you, Maria, because you came back. I'm back. All right. 
you had hot topics with Josh. Yes. So Josh Slavin, I hope I'm saying it right. God, I don't think it's Slavin, so I'm pretty sure it's Slavin. So for those who don't know, Josh is a TikToker who does travel stuff and was currently living like I think in Hong Kong when we recorded but has like traveled all along Asia. He's been unreachable because he's like doing another travel adventure and where he currently is somewhere in Southeast Asia has no signal. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, um, you'll see his food tours because that's really what he does. He like goes and pretends to be a food critic places. And then they like, he like records and critiques the food. And that was our whole conversation. It's like, are you a fake food critic when you're actually critiquing it and posting it online and people really listen and go there then? <laughs> Like, you're kind of like a food influencer. Yeah. And he was awesome. like, yeah, no, he agreed. <laughs> then you had episode 42 with Ben Martinez Flores. Oh, so Ben's doing great. Um, ben is currently working at a new job and a new career. Um, he's still dressing amazingly. In fact, he was just posting about how he's been influenced a lot by his, like, Mexican culture more into his fashion stuff. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. And then on episode 43, you had Mike Chen. Oh, fellow author Mike Chen that I poached from Queries, Quams, and Quirks. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too. That's how I started getting more guests is because friend of the show, Sarah Nicholas, Sarah with an H, Nicholas without an H, has their show Queries, Qualms, and Quirks, which is how I met Maria because I reached out because I was like fascinated by your story. Still, I think you have the best episode to date still. Thank like, you. Like, <laughs> straight up, you wrote a musical. We can't compete. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Mike's doing well. Actually, Mike has been doing a lot with Star Wars, I think, lately. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, he's fine. I think I've seen that, actually. Awesome. And then episode 44, you interviewed Ryan Lord. Oh my God. Star of Birdemic 3, everyone. If you don't know Birdemic, go watch the movies. It's a horror film, but it's like a romantic thriller. Um, I'm trying to get James to come on, the guy that created all of it, because it's a cult classic. He just announced he has 10 films planned. And more importantly, there's a musical coming out about it. And Ryan was just announced to be returning to reprise or reprise his role in the third movie in the musical, which makes no sense to me how it's going to line up because I'm like, wait, is the musical actually like in this film series now? Because I thought you would just adapt the first one, but hold up, he's only in the third. So I'm down, so excited. <laughs> and he was at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. Awesome. All right. Then on episode 45, you had Duke. DJ Duke, everyone, another person I was just talking to before I got on here to um, make sure he submitted his questions. He's doing well, still DJing around the world. He actually just did Gitmo, of all places. Like, Guantanamo Bay apparently hires DJs to come, like, party. So he just did that. I hope I'm allowed to say he posted it, so I see who I am. But, <laughs> yeah, um, he's still DJing up in the world. And he took a karate class for the first time in a while yesterday along with skateboarded with his Jewish star skateboard longboard. Amazing. All right. Um, Duke wants to know, what is your biggest defining moment as a host? Who made you go, wow, I did the damn thing. Damn. Okay, I have to pull up everyone's name now because 
for those who don't know, because it's hard to tell with all the hot topics done in between, apparently I have recorded as of today 87 different episodes, <laughs> which yay me, pat, pat, pat. But okay, who came on? And I was like, I did the damn thing. Um, I thought that when Ellis Gage came on episode 18, because like a true Broadway theater guy, which by the way, everyone else is currently in like Taiwan or Thailand. Oh God, they would kill me. Um, <laughs> they knew where I, those countries do not like to be mistaken for each other. Ellis is currently somewhere in Asia, currently doing an English play musical for like a few months and is having the time of his life because he keeps posting about it. And I literally just asked him, I was like, wow, blah, 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 blah. And so, no, we talk a lot. More like I comment on his stories a lot and he replies. Um, <laughs> he's busy. He's busy in another time zone. I get it. I'm not taking it personally. So the fact he was on at all. Um, I'm trying to think who made me go the biggest wow. It might be Nam of Cernamics over there when I pointed out his his color was orange. I don't know if you've listened to the episode, Maria. But I asked him what's it like to be synonymous with the color orange. You know he stopped wearing orange after I said that. Oh my gosh. I was so angry because I So that's your most it. influential moment as a host. Because you got someone to stop wearing a color that they were synonymous with. Well, like he kept saying he's like, I'm a blue guy. I'm blue. I was like, really? Because you wear orange every day. <laughs> and I thought oh you were my orange. Goodness. And he has not worn orange except for once <laughs> since. And we it was over a year ago now. And That's when he wore it very again, influential. I called him out on it. <laughs> I was like, how dare you put the orange back on after making me wait? Um, also, oh, episode coming out by the, oh, Christopher Russell, his episode too. Um, the pure joy on his face when he realized I knew a certain video game stands out in my head. Like, it's so random because like, how do you measure what impacts you? But I don't know. Uh, I did the thing. Basically, just having people come on at all, I feel at every different time, too. Yeah. Truly, like, yes. Yes, someone's brave enough. <laughs> uh, what did, how, What have you learned doing the podcast, um, and how many different eye-opening moments did you have? Uh, what have I learned doing the podcast? That my organization skills are amazing. <laughs> um, my coworkers have told me that for years. You're so organized. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Digitally, I am so organized. Physically, eh, I would say like moderate. Yeah. <laughs> so I was able awesome. to compartmentalize that. Um, biggest difference in guests, like comparing worlds, the duality of man, so to speak. So I think the question is, what are two guests that represent the spectrum of how different you can go? Hold up, back to the other question, the biggest oh, okay. impact. Uh, I just realized the real answer. It actually was you when you didn't realize you wrote a musical. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was so flattering when you were like sliding into my DMs and you were like, oh my gosh, you wrote a musical. And I was like, dang, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we talked about it just like watching, like, I don't know. I could even sense you lighting up in the DMs. Like, and we were just like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, it might be you. <laughs> Congrats, you're an answer. Okay, Very so what, what was this one? This one was the biggest difference in guests. Okay, so the spectrum of guests. Oh, God. Because it's not a spectrum, everyone. It's like a globe. 
I am the center and I'm like pulling from every direction to get someone on. Um, in terms of like personality, it might be like episode four with Tyler and episode, oh God, what's his number? Um, 55, Brotero, who's coming up too. Just because like Brotero is like fully out there. He's a Twitch streamer. He's like a two old bro. That's why he goes by Brotero and like is there for it. Tyler is such a shy nerd. Um, and he, he says it too. It's not me being mean, everyone. <laughs> We're really close. But no, Tyler was just shy. He was literally, I think, the person I had a quote bully, not really bully the most to come on. But he had a cool story and he shared it. Awesome. I did think when I did think that Tyler might be one of the answers of the two. <laughs> That's awesome though, that you've been that you're able to talk to so many different people. Um this asks for the toughest conversation. Shit can get real. Let's talk about the real. I'm assuming that this is referring to your podcasting life and not your um, life as a therapist, which you're not going to be able to share with us about the toughest conversation. No, I don't think he remembers I'm a therapist. So I, I hope he listens and laughs, <laughs> at that part. Um, what was the toughest conversation? It actually might be Ellis everyone so ellis gage um is an actor who's very open about his body dysmorphia stuff he has anorexia specifically which i was like wow it's kind of much harder to get diagnosed with anorexia versus bulimia then learning that um only like a handful of places take men and it's mostly geared towards women and the fact that i as the host which this is bad on my research did not realize he was only out of like recovery facilities for three months when I interviewed him. I thought it was a year. And I was like, oh my God, Ellis, thank you so much for being willing to come on. If I knew that, I might have waited a little bit <laughs> for your sake. But yeah, wow. Um, and then did you have an inspirational moment on um, well, I think you might have been asked this before, but if anything else has come to you since then. Um Honestly, the whole reason I could do such long episodes that I do is because everyone does inspire me in different ways. Um, so very much. I think it's kind of like part of, I bring people on that I find interesting too. And I find you interesting for a reason. And once I figure out why you do what makes you interesting, it's kind of like, whoa, that's super cool. And that's like new inspiration every episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, episode 46 was John Fleming. Hmm. John Fleming. So John is still like working up a storm, everyone. Uh, he, is, he, is he the photographer? Yes, he's the wedding photographer, engagement photographer, but he does do weddings too. But his real shtick is like surprise engagements. Surprise engagements at the Lincoln Memorial. Yes, and places around DC. He also, he's gone to Florida. He's gone to New York. He's gone to West Virginia. Like, he travels, and he's devoted. But, um, yeah, he's doing great. He's also no higher education beyond high school. He just jumped into photography and is one of the top wedding wire photographers for engagements. I love that. That's amazing. You should also reach out to him about, like, if maybe he'll know someone from the wedding world that you should talk to for an episode. He might, actually. You are right. Um, But, yeah, no, he's doing great, everyone. In fact, he's so busy, he never actually is able to reply. But I see him <laughs> post. He's busy. 
Busy, busy bee. All right. In episode 47, you interviewed um, Joel or Joel? Joel. Joel Liel Mota. Okay. So he defended his thesis, got his master's degree in herpetology, which is amphibians and reptiles. <laughs> I made that mistake. Um, uh, and yeah, he currently, he moved recently because he got like a professorship, I think. And he's doing great. Awesome. Episode 48, you had Maria Fraser. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't heard from Maria ever, so no idea what's happening. Um, okay, well, since we recorded our episode, I got a dog, and he is right here with me. He's such a good boy. Um, also, I haven't shared this with you, but... Oh, oh my God. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so, like, Honestly, when my episode came out, I didn't listen to it because I thought that in the year, maybe less than a year, that I thought that I would have, I, I listened to the, you know, the um, the season one finale and all the updates people had. And I thought for sure by the time my episode came out, there would be all sorts of updates. And honestly, like I already knew, like the only update was that my gardening had gone like way down. <laughs> I was like not really doing it. <laughs> so... Um, so I didn't even listen to it. I had parted ways with my literary agent and um, was trying to figure something else out with my books. But um, what I ended up doing was I wrote a romance novel that I'm going to self-publish under a uh, secret pen name. Ooh. And then, yeah. And then also because I was learning about the self-publishing and the different, um, specifically like the different features that Amazon has in as part of their Kindle Direct um, programs. They also have a program called Kindle Vela, which is like serialized um, stories. Uh-huh. And so I had a shelved young adult manuscript that I knew wasn't ever going to see the light of day. So I thought, well, I'm just going to put this on Kindle Bella and do it serialized. So that's currently available under Maria Fraser. Um, if you want to find out about that story, it's called Fake Date Me. It's about um, a girl who was born on a parade float, um, but she basically wants to take the um, the fake dating trope. Like she's heard of it. She is aware of the fake dating trope and she's in love with her best friend. And so when the opportunity to, um, you know, hatch a fake dating plan happens, she's like, I'll help you out. I'll be your pretend girlfriend. And, you know, in the back of her mind, she's like, maybe we'll fall in love. Uh, and then we can you can read it to see how that goes for her. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Well, one, congratulations. Thank that- you. Yes, the next episode is tomorrow, everyone. Um, the last up- update was today. <laughs> yeah. So. So those are just like, those are like serialized. So they would come out very frequently. Um, and yeah, you can, I guess it's for, it's right now it's just in beta. So it's only in the US. But if you live in the United States, you can check that out and they give you some, you can read the first three chapters for free. And then after that, they give you some free tokens that you can spend to to start reading those so yeah just kind of a fun thing that i was like nothing's gonna happen with this manuscript so i'm just gonna 
share it with the people who want to read it. And then I'm putting a lot more of my energy into the pen name um, because, well, as well, you know, we had, there was other guests who self-publish, but, um, you know, you do, you have to put some money into self-publishing. So I'm focusing on, on that book and all of that. And hopefully I'll get to publish traditionally again someday and go back to kids' books. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Wow, but still cool. Like, look yeah. at you taking on the indie world. Yes. I made like a, a little letter board that said, um, good news coming soon. And I was like, I'm not changing the letter board until I actually have good news coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm forced manifesting this. Oh, and look at that, everyone. Boom. Yeah. Um, so that's the Maria update. Uh, yeah, that's my congrats. update. So let's, oh, <laughs> let's go through my questions, which I sent you these questions over a year ago now. And uh, so I was also coming in hot. So let's see. Let's see what I came up with. Okay. <laughs> um, which character on a TV show is so much greater than the writer's room of the show allowed them to be? Oh, my God. There's so many. Hold up. Oh, my God. I know there's one I'm going to hate that I'm not going to remember. Oh, my God. Um. Oh. Okay. It was a... Madison Montgomery in American Horror Story is someone popping into my head, but that's not like the main one I'm thinking of. Um, it's not Riverdale, but I do think half of those characters are not written well. Can I tell you mine? Yes. To give you time to think about it. Carla from Scrubs. I just felt like, especially in the later seasons, you can tell that there's no one in the writer's room you just you can just sense that there's nobody in the writers room who's championing her, who loves writing her stories, and she could have been such a great character. And I feel like there was nobody in the writers. I was just I, I I can just sense that there was no one in the writers room that was like Carla's my favorite character to write for. I get her. I understand her. Like so that just it just pisses me off. Uh, God. Oh, I know. Uh, Laurel Lance and Arrow. Ooh, oh my gosh. Yeah, they were very anti. And like Katie Cassidy's kind of spoken about this. I think something happened between Mark, her and Mark Guggenheim. She did not say that name. I'm going to fill in that blank. And that's why she got killed off by the Is Sorry, Mark everyone. Guggenheim the showrunner? He was until like oh. the last season. But oh. he like controlled all the Arrowverse stuff, mm-hmm. like all the DC stuff. And, like, so she got told that she was being fired. And it, she very much is like, guys, it's you guys. And that outcry that the fans did that they brought me back as a side character that's related and from a different Earth. But, I, no, she was so... I loved her. She was my favorite character on the show since the beginning. And, like, the fact that she was able to stop bar fights, like, by fighting herself, but then forgot how to fight, how to learn how to fight in Season 3. Like, that was the first clue. Then they killed her off, but then everyone had a fit and they brought her back in a different way. Like, she deserved better. That's a really good one. Which two of your guests from both seasons um, should team up to run for president and vice president? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) See, okay, so when I was copying and pasting the questions, everyone... Um, I had to make sure they were somewhat different. So I thought, I saw the word president and who, and then I was like, okay, they're probably going to ask me who I'm supposed to run with, but no. (laughs) (laughs) So good job. 
Okay, who do I think should run for president and be their vice president? Um, okay, are we going based off the qualifications or who I think would just do a good job? This is up to your interpretation. Okay. Um, oof, sorry, I'm scrolling through all these names, everyone. Oh, I think Brooke would do a great job, you mm-hmm. know, being a scientist and a lawyer now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but who would be Brooke's running mate? Oh, God. Who would be fun to see go down with Brooke, like, in, like... Because first instinct would say Chris, but that's just because Chris and Brooke know each other in real life. Um, but I don't think Chris has the heart to be in the spotlight that often. Hence why we use the pseudonym Chris, everyone. Uh, <laughs> but, God, who would... Well, Brooke gets along with a lot of different people. Oh, I'm going to put Brooke and Megan Connell, episode nine. Because Megan is a current is a veteran who is a therapist. Oh, wow. Yeah, that seems like a good, a good pairing. Yeah, because Perfect. Megan understands how the government works. Yeah. <laughs> by military. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so then this one's also a little off the wall. If you had to set up two of your previous guests on a date, who would they be and why? And if you got to give a wedding toast to them, what is a joke you'd use in your speech? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I got to look through all the names again. Like, who? if I'm playing matchmaker, who would it be? Um, scrolling, scrolling... And the thing is, my instinct is like me with someone, but everyone that's come on is not single <laughs> that I would pair myself with. So I'm like, damn it. Um, huh. Yeah, married, married, married. <laughs> that's okay. We can skip this question. No, I love this question. I just have to read through all the names and think like matchmaker. I think I also didn't know how many people were married that you interview when oh, no. I asked this question. No, it's cool. In this reality, they're not. I'm playing matchmaker. This is me. Um, so I'm going to say author Christopher Russell, who we'll get to with an update soon, everyone. His episode's out. And, um, ooh, this is a good tie. Kira, I don't know if you're in a relationship. Rachel, you are in a relationship, but it's one of you <laughs> to be with Chris. All <laughs> right. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, and then what is your dream sandwich? My dream sandwich. Okay. So surprisingly enough, I had like a peanut butter and jelly burger and that was surprisingly really good. Ooh. But I kind of think I want I would want like peanut butter on a meatball hero, which might okay. be disgusting, but I would love to try it. All right. Yeah. That also, sound like what an adventure. Because there was a second part to the question, too, about this, the wedding speech. Yeah. What's a joke you would use in your speech? <laughs> it's all because of me. Thank you. Done. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I really aspire to be able to give that line in a toast one day, you know? I actually did give that line in a toast, but that actually, hold up. I, I still have the speech, and I'm proud of that. Because I basically called them out for being basement dwellers. Because I didn't hear from them for two years because they just lived in a basement together. 
And I was like, well, we know this marriage will work out because you haven't spoken to anyone since living in a basement together. So what else could happen? Congrats, everyone. <laughs> They're real. Oh, my gosh. I feel like no matter how hard I try to like, I've never been able to actually successfully like formally set people up in a way that's successful. And it's every hard. time I try, it's like they just meet someone great on Hinge. And it's like, okay, great. <laughs> I don't, what, what, why do I need to be here? You don't need me. Okay. I need you. Set me up. Okay. I'll, I'll look around. I'll let you know who I find. Um, have your students found your podcast? No. Okay. At least I think they have not. They have done their job and pretended I don't exist online. Good for them. Amazing. Um, episode 49, Frowny Face. Okay, so Frowny Face is doing good, actually. He moved back to California. He might have been in California when we actually did the episode. But yeah, he's living life. He's streaming. He's streaming at, I think, healthier hours now. AKA, I'm awake during them. So that means he's streaming earlier in the day and not, like, super late at night. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you had a Hot Topics episode with Paul Davis. Paul. Okay, so Paul's birthday was literally yesterday. and Happy I birthday, felt, Paul. Yeah, I felt bad because I literally messaged him to, like, answer the questions. Oh, crap. Two hours later. Oh, crap. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Um, no, but Paul's doing well. He's still living up in New York, living his rocker life still his comic strips are still actually i think they're pumping out faster than they were before but yeah no he's doing well awesome now you had episode 50 with jonathan branch okay so he is still cosplaying uh dc is hosting a big uh convention right now so he's cosplaying he's doing a lot of photography lately and yeah um he's just Busy, but like still heck at letting his creative outlets be a thing. Great. Um, By the way, everyone, he was the accountant. <laughs> if people needed a reminder. You had a Hot Topics episode with Dr. Rob Kelly. Oh, Maria, actually. Oh, he's by you. Oh, where is he? San Antonio. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he's by you in Texas. Um, yeah, so he is, like, apparently one of the leading addiction specialists. By the way, I don't know if you actually listened to this episode. This is me recapping everything. Um, he's fascinating. Um, he currently, I think, might be, like, joining up to make his own show with someone else. I don't really know what's happening, but I know he's active and around, and his take on behavior is fascinating. Awesome. Um, episode 51, you had Anae. Oh, yes. Uh, she graduated, everyone. Because uh, <laughs> I know during the episode we were talking about, like, the jokes about would she graduate. Well, she was joking. I believed in her. She did graduate, and she did get a job with her accounting Oh, masters. congratulations. CPA pending. <laughs> CPA pending. All right, question one. Why does Tyler hate you? <laughs> uh, um well i think potentially it's because no actually he doesn't hate it his friends hate it or hmm, why does tyler hate me because i know too much i'm gonna say that all right 
Short and sweet. Um, oh, this question is also short and sweet. The question is, what team? Wildcats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was actually her intended answer, but it's the one I'm giving. Okay. Which interview did you learn the most about? Okay. Probably like what did what, what was an interview that you like got the like you learned the most from? Um not what? the dinosaur one because you forgot all of that. <laughs> I did learn forget that one. <laughs> um it actually might have been Phil's first episode, Phil Lobber, episode 21, everyone. Because I knew Phil because of his music. I didn't know how famous he was until I was like talking to him in real time. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> nice. Um, what? Which interview changed up something you do in your normal routine? Ooh, okay. Um, actually, it might be Ellis's again. Because he was so fresh out of like, his facility of recovery. Um, he did, we did talk a lot about like how people commenting on body image, even if it's a compliment could still be, I don't want to say shaky, but might be, it's not even triggering. It might be delicate. Delicate's a good word for people. So like, let me tell you, I've been guilty of it because there are days where like Ellis will post a photo, but his skin looks so immaculate. I'm like, Ooh, your skin is literally glowing in this lighting. But like, I try to avoid doing that now because of what me and Ellis talked about. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's a good one. And what, uh, if you could name your top five favorite characters in all franchises, order for, in order from five being love to one being the most loved. That was a horrible scale. Like, that did not pass the Likert scale test. <laughs> well, Sorry, this is the scale you have to work with. <laughs> I don't blame you, Maria. You know exactly what I meant, though. <laughs> um, oh, God. Oh, wow. There's a lot of characters in a lot of franchises. Um, love and most love. Okay, they're starting to come to me wait i have a phone <laughs> this will help me um okay oh god now i have to order them real fast uh sorry everyone you're listening to me like stall with this town today a lot but whatever this is what happens when you go in blind and this is why i pre-send my questions everyone so that people don't do this. And, and yet. And yet. I do this to myself. Okay, so. At the bottom of the list, we're gonna go with Shez from Fire Emblem, Three Hopes. We're also gonna then hop to Xander P. Wifflebottom from Drawn Together. From there, we're gonna throw... In TK from Digimon. Okay. Um, oh god, I need my top two now, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you need your top two. You have your oh. you have your three. I got my bottom three. Mm-hmm. And they can chasse away. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pick Shiva from the Final Fantasy franchise because she has different incarnations. 
And who is my favorite? The Witch from Into the Woods. I'm going with that. Awesome. That's so awesome. Okay, then episode 52, you you interviewed Jules. Jules, Jules Sherrod. Uh, Jules' book is out, everyone, which I guess you know because even though we recorded it forever, I released it the day it came out, just by chance. It literally just lined up. Um, Jules has been promoting a bunch of work. Catch Jules on Sarah Nicholas's Wednesday write-ins. Jules is always there, as I usually am. Even if I'm not there the whole time, I'm usually there for at least two seconds. Uh, <laughs> I literally pop in to say, can't be here this week, bye. Um, but no, Jules is doing a lot of photography work and getting a lot of commissions through that because Jules is a food photographer, if, for those who don't know. And wrote, uh, oh God, an accessibility cookbook because I did not know this, but the kitchen is the most dangerous place to be if you have a physical disability. So Jules's book is targeting safe cooking practices and with different recipes. That's amazing. Right. What is your favorite fandom and why? Oh, okay. I'm going to say the final fantasy fandom because they're so toxic and there's so many different people that are like different opinions that like I'll admit it people in my history, I was an internet troll who was not on the side of the neck beards and the incels, but I thought it was super fun to troll them. <laughs> so when people complain about the toxicity online, no, I was a huge contributor for it. Like five years ago, um, I've gotten better <laughs> But I still love to read it. All right. Then in episode 53, you interviewed Joe. Joe Antanasio, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Phew. Joe's doing good. Um, Joe's still doing a bunch of therapy in the good city of New York and did a lot of beaching lately. Um, but yeah, Joe's good. I feel like I talk to Joe often, but it's so not as often as I think. But yeah, Joe's doing fine. Excellent. Um, Joe wants to know, what was your first anime slash manga crush? TK from Digimon. If you weren't a therapist, what would you have been? (laughs) Maria knows. uh, (laughs) A wedding planner. (laughs) I, okay. Just going as, like, somebody who, like, I think we represent two spectrums of what the school system did to people. Um, Some of us quit and some of us didn't, and that's fine. Everybody needs to take their own journey. Yes. And I'm not trying to get you to quit, but I do have a vision of you being this (laughs) wedding planner. (laughs) And if you ever need an assistant, just hit me up when you do your... When you do your Texas weddings, because they'll like want to do, I don't know why someone is doing their destination wedding in Texas, but maybe someone in Texas is like, oh, I need, I need this East Coast wedding planner because no one in Texas will do. <laughs> Remember, my cousins just moved to San Antonio like a yeah. year ago. So yeah. I might be down in Texas world at some point and they have three kids. They're going to grow up. Yeah. Yeah, all Look right, at me well, matching okay, them already. Yeah. They're only 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> putting the heart cart before the horse here a little bit. <laughs> um, 
Explain why life has no meaning in one minute. Go. Because in the clock, that's an hour. We are less than a second of what's represented on the clock. Um, legacy and impact is a social construct. Um, unless we're destroying the environment, which I don't think anyone really wants as their legacy and impact. Um, our emotions are our own. They're internal. They don't really affect the external. They just affect how we perceive and have life. Um, this is emo as crap, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, wait, were you timing this? In my head, there's a timer. <laughs> Joe has a follow-up question. <laughs> Explain why life is meaningful in one minute. Because Go. emotions are everything, everyone. <laughs> I love living emotional life. I Some people are driven by instinct, by intelligence, by their feelings. I'm driven by instinct, but I hugely listen to my emotions and you could go through life as like a 2D life, but emotions make it 3D. And that's how you live a full life. Um, therapist, therapist, therapist stuff. <laughs> what is the most awestruck moment of your life? Uh, oh my God. Hmm. I do think it was like one of my certifications. Someone like approached me. And they're like, you're that person. I'm like, Jesus God, who are you? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Also, someone recognized me at a Broadway show. Like, just someone, and I was stage dooring one day, and they were like, it's you. I'm like, Jesus God, who's shooting me? But no, it was not violent. It was literally just someone that recognized me throughout all the convention stuff that I participated in. Oh, awesome. But wow. that was in 2019. Oh, okay. It happened again a month ago. Wow. The same person oh. in a different city. Oh, wow. I was like, what? So you now we're Facebook fan. friends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just floored. I was like, hold up. This is same days, years apart. Cool. Now we're Facebook friends. They oh, were cool. Right. They're awesome. really, <laughs> it wasn't creepers. That's good. I'm glad you didn't have a creeper uh, following you for years on end. Okay. Episode 54. Matt Brady. Okay, so Matt's doing well. Um, he's still real estating. Um, yeah, Matt's the guy I met on a train, and he was a communications major. And I was like, wow, that makes sense why you speak so well. Come on my show. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's doing well. Such a better ending for Strangers on a Train than the movie. I didn't watch the movie, but I know I what either. happens. Oh. Well, this is a good, this is a productive use of Strangers on a Train. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't know what happens in Strangers on a Train? I'm literally, um, oh, it's, it's a Hitchcock film. Basically, like, it's two strangers who meet on a train and they agree to kill the other person's person. So, oh. like, it's like, so that that way they can't be, it can't be traced back to them. Oh, so I just went on a train and put out a hit. Well, no, I think yours was much better to just say like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? That's a lot more wholesome. Yes, you're right. I just was trying to follow the plot. I'll read it later, everyone, because I can't watch Hitchcock. Everything scares me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not about to watch that either. But I thought it was a pretty well-known plot. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, episode 55, Brotero. Oh, okay. So Brotero is still streaming like three times a week. He's been doing a lot of conventions. He actually got like praised 
for being Inosuke. I don't know the show. Everyone's Demon Slayer with the pig head. Um, but because Brotero is such a gym bro too, he has like a rockin' Hollywood style like muscle bod. And he was like literally praised. He posted and had people make TikToks and repost about him. I was like, Jesus God, I got you before you were famous. <laughs> but um, no, he's doing well. <laughs> awesome. His question is, what made you start this podcast? Um, an excuse to talk to pe- strangers. Awesome. Okay, then you had a Hot Topics episode with Casey Sutton. Casey. Okay, so Casey's book came out, and another indie author, Maria. But actually, Casey realized that his book got pirated and was, like, on four different websites um so Casey like went on a social media two-week blackout because he was like thank god I copyrighted it because he got it taken down but Casey was that was his first publication too so he was like how did it get pirated before I released it oh my gosh but it's all good now and like Casey's been going to a lot of conventions cosplaying as his own characters so awesome Casey's doing well all right good for you Casey here's here's what he has to ask you Oh, God. What is your favorite fantasy series? The Oron Trilogy by Midori Snyder. If you were a magic user in Dungeons and & Dragons, and in parentheses, any class that can cast spells, what would you be? Okay, so Joe Antonasio, earlier, I asked him that, and he was like, you would be a sorcerer, because their powers come from within, and they believe in themselves. Um, oh wow! But, but I don't like their spell list, so oh, okay. I like warlocks to spell list better. But Joe's right; I really am more like, "Yep, mm-hmm, I'm amazing." Zap, because warlocks <laughs> definitely like pray to some entity and like they get yeah. their powers through that. I'm not doing that. So sorcerer probably. When I did you watch the Dungeons and Dragons movie? Yes. Okay. When I I watched it with my D and D group. We all went together. Oh, I didn't know you played too. Oh my god! That's like why I have to leave at one because I have to go play D and D. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my groups meet Monday, so I get it. Um, so anyway, um, I think like so we're like I'm like the most beginner, but I think we're all kind of just like pretty chill and beginner light like ish. But I'm the most like this is the first sustained campaign that I've done. And so when I went and I saw all the, how all the things that people did, I was like, you mean I could have set myself up with like that, with like a class and all of that, that actually would have done these cool things from the movie. And they were like, what are you talking about? You don't even do the cool things that a Palatine can do. You're just scared of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Palatines, I think, are the hardest to play though. I think everything is going to be a trap. (laughs) That is fair, depending who you play with it is, though. Um, so I'm just, like, always in fear that something's going to be a trap. And then she's like, I'm going to just write that into your character because this is becoming too much. Well, awesome. Oh, wait, no, that was the... Sorry, I was like, wait, was there the question? I did answer the question. Yeah, you did answer the question. Then I just had a, a follow-up of my own. Um, sorry, Casey. All right. What is your favorite Final Fantasy summon? Shiva. Uh, hands down. <laughs> I love Shiva. Um, she's like an ice lady. 
who's just pretty. She like flies around. She has her big attack. Very big with the gaze. Um, <laughs> so stereotypically, I choose Shiva. Awesome. All right. Um, sometimes you just got to lean into the stereotypes because sometimes they're right. Uh, yeah, so often with me, it's sad. But oh well, I am unique, I swear. Yeah, you are unique. I, I can vouch for that. Which movie needs to be turned into a video game? Oh, a movie to a video game. Hmm. Not Marvel. <laughs> um, God. That's hard. Because I don't... Have I even seen video movies that should be video... I don't know. Probably the Dungeons & Dragons movie, honestly. I think that specific plot was so good it could have been a game. That's a good one. And what video game needs to be turned into a movie? D Legend of Dragoon. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So in episode 56, you talked to Dr. Duck. Oh, yeah. Dr. Duck, everyone known as Zach Lane, but Dr. Duck. So Dr. Duck was the stagehand at Be More Chill, the Broadway show where I got recognized. Um, and he, oh, jumped shit to be a school social worker. That's so funny. So, yeah. Um, Dr. Duck, call me. I have questions. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for you. That's wonderful. But yeah. No, he's doing well. He's releasing... He's actually released a ton more music. He releases, like, a new song every other week, it feels like. <laughs> but, yeah. No, he's doing well. Uh, yeah. Excellent. All right. Here's his questions for you. What are three things you're thankful for in the past year? Three things I'm thankful for in the past year. Um... My morning commute radically changing. Actually, no, my commute radically changing because that includes going home too. I moved and I radically changed my life. It was great. Um, how tight my family's been. I'll be weird and say that. Um, no, my family's had a really solid year and I'm like hyping that up because yeah. it wasn't so hype for the past few years for the rest of my family i was having a fine time they were going through stuff but <laughs> knock on wood <laughs> but yeah no everyone's solid again so yeah we've had a good solid year um also i've experienced like a summer fever feeling for the first time since probably like undergrad this year what's like, a summer fever feeling like, you know when you experience summer, like when you're outside, you're relaxing. I hate being outside, so I don't ever get that feeling. But this year I felt it and I did it. Mm. I'm in, I'm, I live in Texas where you cannot go outside during the summer. Um, but it Fair. sounds great for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's only been like two of the days of the summer. But I don't know. I just like felt the need to be outside. Yeah. I'd walk outside. I'd lay down. Ten minutes later, I'm done. I got sun rays touching my skin. Excellent. Very good. When no one is watching, what do you do that's weird? Weird is relative. Um, I don't know if I do it a lot anywhere, but I used to just like backbend a lot. To just stretch out my back and try and like crack everything. Like I have such a... Okay. That's Those who know me... It's weird, though, because my legs are not flexible. 
But like apparently my whole life in dance, they realized that I was compensating for my lack of flexibility in my legs through my back. Mm, And they were like, it took so long to realize. Like I was in my late mid twenties when they finally realized it, everyone, because they were stretching me and they were like, wait, why is this not able to do what you could do it? Like when we, and they're like, wow, your back is that way. Um, so uh, back bends. I'll say back bends. Yeah, back bends is a really good one. Um, least favorite Broadway show and why? Oh God, and he knows Broadway. Um, uh, well, that's the thing. I don't know as much Broadway as he does, so I'm gonna go with of the major ones. I'm gonna say Les Mis. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand Les Mis because most of the characters in Les Mis. I'm going to say chose to die. They knew if they were rebelling, they were probably going to die. Most of them died rebelling. I get it. You wanted to do live a better life, but you did have a choice to live or suffer. I mean, to live and suffer or die and try and stand up to something that you knew probably wasn't going to work out. All right. Um, and what is your opinion on birds being so goddamn goofy looking? Um, everyone has a purpose and everything has a purpose in the universe. Um, especially with my fish tank, you can't see off screen. I've learned that everything in that damn tank has a purpose for this balance of an ecosystem. So birds may look goofy, but hey, they're waterproof and they can swim well. I saw that video of the tiger stalking the duck and the duck got away. That was cool. (laughs) Have you ever thought about what you would do if you had to live life over again? Um, no, because that's the question. Have I? I have not. (laughs) (laughs) I think my life is pretty great. So no. (laughs) Nope. Haven't thought about it. All right. Well, that was great. So for episode 57, um, and this is as the time of recording, this is the most recent release. Um, you had Christopher Russell. And as the time of recording this, as of... 10 minutes ago, he submitted his question. So I'm going to send those to you. Yeah, send those over. (laughs) Um, Real fast. But uh, he's doing well. He's doing the convention circuit. Um, Hold up. Sorry. I'm sending it through the private chat. Are you able to see the private chat? One. Oh, oh, yeah. I see it. Yeah. I'll I'll ask you after you give us his update. Yeah, he's doing well. Um, His book, his, like... He is the one that, if you ever have questions about, like, independent publishing, he actually is, like, specialized in it. Um, he did seek traditional publishing, did not like it at all. Mm-hmm. And I was listening then... to his episode. Oh, oh yeah, because you told me. But, yeah, so he's doing great, actually, and he's been playing Final Fantasy 16. So him and I have just been, like, geeking out on video games because, again, that's my favorite fandom. Excellent. He's not toxic, by the way. I will say that. I know I called the... Fi- the fandom toxic he's not toxic okay well congratulations uh christopher on not being toxic Woo. Um, his question for you is what's your favorite video game oh that is a good question um because he's gonna like laugh because i'm gonna say legend of dragoon is like up there i don't know it might be final fantasy 13 i'm gonna go with 13 the game everyone hates <laughs> All right, you're trapped on a desert island and can only bring one book, one movie, and one TV show for entertainment. What are they? Oh, God. 
Um, one book. I would pick New Moon from the Oran trilogy because it's I love it. Not one, New Moon from Ti- Not New Moon from Twilight. No, that was the worst of the five. Um, <laughs> or four. Actually, no, it was worse than Bree Tanner's Second Life, so it was worse of the five. Um, what's it called? Uh, that would be my book. A movie. Hmm. I think I might regret it, but I'm going to say High School Musical 3. Because <laughs> uh, the third is by far the best. And what TV show? God, that's hard. Because I have to pick a long one because I don't want to keep watching the same 10 episodes, right? Hmm. Oh, that's true. Right. What would be a show that I wouldn't get angry over watching and watching again? It might be Lost Girl. Okay. Which is an unpopular pick because I definitely get pissed at that show, but I feel like so much happens that it like spices itself up. Um, Necromantic powers suddenly surge through your veins, granting you the power to resurrect one person. Who are you raising and why? Who am I raising from the dead and why? Okay, this is probably the worst thing to say ever, but I'm going to say it. So, is the power currently flowing through me, or it says I have the power to do it? it they suddenly surge through your veins. Oh, well, in, the, in my head, I'm going to adapt this question. I'm going to hold out on actually enacting on this power in my life, because those that I know who have passed, I'm going to say, have lived a full, happy life. So what I would probably do is I would try, I would honestly get an agent and try and make it a reality competition show just to like send me your sob story and let's like pick someone together, America. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so dark. Is it dark? Because I it's like know. a charitable thing. Like send me like who didn't have a good shot, like who died tragically. Like I'm not being selfish for picking someone I know. Okay. Yeah. Is how I see it. Maybe okay. it is dark. Uh, well, I think it's a dark question, but you know, it is what it is. All right. Pegasus, griffin, or dragon? Which would you want as a pet? Um, I would say a griffin because I feel like a pegasus would be needy. A dragon would be hard to control. And a griffin, I could be like, see you when I need you. Bye. I know that's so not the point of a pet, but. Yeah, that's why some people like having cats. I would love to have a cat, an outdoor cat. <laughs> That's why I got fish, everyone. Um, you are given the power to rename Twitter. What is its new name? <laughs> Topical. <laughs> um, you know, I actually did think about this the other day. I was like, why did he pick X? If I was going to pick something to rename Twitter, I, I had such a good name. Um, <laughs> I think I would rename it honestly Inside Voices Ooh, <laughs> because voice. we're always tweeting crap that's our inside voice anyway so got it yeah there you go well and that's it from uh, Christopher well, so, thanks Chris even though you yeah. 11th houred it <laughs> <laughs> glad you got those in all right and then um, episode 58, 
you interviewed or will be interviewing because this is airing in the future, but you already interviewed them. Yeah. But Brett Stanley. Okay. So for those who don't know, Brett Stanley is an underwater photographer that specializes in like underwater stuff. He does all the, mer- he does Merman Jax's photography. Um, he just held a class of like how to mermaid basically and how to get good photos, which yeah, it was amazing looking. And I was like, wow, that looks so fun. Um, so he's up and running. Um, huh. Yeah. Wow, I assume I'm he's so excited well. to listen to that episode. That sounds awesome. I think it's this week. All right. Well, yeah, two days. Um, I will be tuning in. Yeah. Um, Brett Stanley wants to know who would you rather fight? A hundred duck sized horses or a horse sized duck? Um. I'm going to say a horse-sized duck, because at least I only have to focus on one direction at that point. Also, if it's flying away, it can. Those little horses could trample me. <laughs> what is your theme song? Power by Little Mix. What is the biggest risk you have ever taken? I seem so boring right now. Um, because what was risky to me is actually not risky in general, but like meeting new people is what I think is super risky. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, wonderful. Then for episode 59, you have Vanessa Kelly. Okay. So Vanessa is a local. Oh my God. Wait. You might know Vanessa. Hold up. So Vanessa Kelly, everyone, is an artist who specialized, it seems, in art. Well, I don't know. She's an illustrator, right? But she is known on the Twitterverse because... uh, Sorry, excuse me. Vanessa's done, like, official fan art for so many book series. And... Actually, Maria, you are directly responsible for me meeting Vanessa. How? What did I do? Oh, God. This is horrible. What's the book you recommended to me? I re- I don't know. I recommended a lot of books to you. I know the one that you've been updating me on TikTok is Red, White, and Royal Blue. Yes. Is that the one? Well, I thought it was a different one, too. It was, like, the one with, like, the two British guys. And the one is, like, the son of, like, the rocker. Yeah, the yeah, people. yeah. I also, I also, I also told, oh, is that the one I, uh, because you probably already knew about Red, White, and Royal Blue. Actually, I didn't either. So you did recommend me that one, but it's the other one I'm trying to remember. Um, God. Give me one second. Because I'm, I'm blank. I'm drawing a blank for some reason. But you know which book it is. Yeah. Yeah. Luke is one of the characters. And Oliver. Um, oh my gosh. Wow. We're. Alexis is the author. Let's Alexis look at Alexis Hall. Alexis Hall, who wrote the series <laughs> Boyfriend Material. That's right. So, uh, Vanessa Kelly wrote, made fan art for Boyfriend Material. Oh, okay. But also got such a following that she does the alternate covers for Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh my god! So, like, when you go check out Vanessa's page, like, that's what you see in Barnes and Noble, 
is like art of Vanessa Kelly. Oh, fantastic. Um, oh my God, I'm so stupid. It's the first post on her Instagram right now is the art reveal of the new London Calling Afterlight books covers and it's her art. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So she does Red, White, and Royal Blue, um, London Calling series. So yeah, because I read those books, I met Vanessa Kelly. Amazing. I'm glad you took my recommendations. Yeah. Did I, you like the, did you, because I know that from the other questions people have asked, it sounds like you're really into the fantasy. I think I know that's what you write. So did you like these more contemporary romances? It's all I've been reading lately. <laughs> because once I read, um, what's it called? Boyfriend material. I was like, God, this is so much easier to read. And I've just been consuming them now. That's because... how I read so many books in a year. Because you're not... The world building is so natural. It's the same as if a friend was telling you about their town or something like that. It's not like you're... It's not world building in the sense of like, we're on a different planet and you need to figure out how to establish these things. Like, right, it, your brain is is very equipped to pick up on the type of world building in contemporary I just read Best Man, Everyone by Sydney Carger. That's and, a really cute cover. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's about one guy who is like super romance jealous that uh, of the world, basically. And then his like best friend, a girl, is like, oh my god, I got engaged. And he's like bitter that he's not engaged, but also happy for her at the same time. But like the best man's brother is this really hot gay guy that they had like a horrible encounter with each other. Like the day before they met and stuff so it's like ooh, spicy um but yeah it's all about wedding planning <laughs> and it being bitter that you're not getting married so i was like oh my god i need this <laughs> <laughs> this is right up my alley <laughs> yeah i love it okay i'll have to check it out um i'll have to put a library hold on it awesome well how do you feel like season two went for you oh so season two honestly it feels like the longest season ever because I finished filming season one, everyone, before I released any episodes. So I was filming season two from, like, the time the first episode aired until, like, a few weeks ago. So that's why there's so many Hot Topics episodes this season. Like, I know each season is technically only, like, 30 episodes. But when I actually calculate it, there were 42. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, but I'm super proud of it. Um, I got to meet so many cool people. Like, look at us. <laughs> Gabbing about, like, stories and D&D. &D. Yeah. And, yeah, so just, uh, I don't know. I think it turned out really well. I'm excited to keep on going. And, yes. Uh, so it is time for our commercial. But our commercial today is super easy. So because I'm the guest, I get to promote myself. So everyone, listen to this show Go check out all the episodes of The Shape of a Star podcast where everyone has a story. We just need to shape it so that, like, we're the star or something like that. You guys can't see me, but I always have to close my eyes when I do that spiel because otherwise I'll screw it up. But, and, yeah, it's a great show. Um, you're, you got this far. so Yeah, if this conversation hasn't already convinced you, like, we just went through a bunch of episodes that sound very interesting. Yeah. If it's I like, do say so myself. Thank you. I mean, you've listened to some of them too, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what's it called? Um, God, I don't know how to say it. Oh, I don't know. This episode always feels like the sitcom episodes where it's like flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just an easy way to get filming done that week. 
But I don't know. It's also like little teasers. Like, go find out why this person asked me this question or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because even though I release in chronological order, you don't have to listen in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, you did answer these rapid fire questions last year, but let's see how they've changed for you. <laughs> they're different ones. So, or at least they're di- oh, they're different ones. All right. Yes. Then let's do it. What are your chosen coping skills? That one's the same. Um, I like to take a shower. I like to play on my new PS5. I didn't have one a month ago, so that's new. Um, I also found out, okay, so I know the HBO Max converting the Max controversy was a huge thing, but I've loved everything that's been added to it. So I've been down watching all these competition shows cooking shows, home renovation shows, baking shows, anything competition wise, I'm in. Team Edward or Jacob? Edward. I already knew that was your answer. (laughs) 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 But now everybody knows. So there you go. Which direction should you cut your sandwich? Diagonal. What direction should you fold your napkins? See, I personally like when you do like the half fold, but like in the rectangle shape and shove it in the glass. Yeah. Um, I think I like the pick it up from the middle and then shove it in the glass. Oh, I think, yeah. I think we're kind of on the same thing. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, well, you know how you put tissue paper in like, yes, like that. Mm -hmm. Um, what gift would you want to get from a fairy? None, because they're cursed. Every gift is backfiring from a fairy. And I'm surprised no one called that out. <laughs> I was waiting for someone all season to call that part out, but no one did. Come on, guests. What were we thinking? Clearly, we shouldn't have wanted gifts. What did I want? I don't remember. Okay, well, I'll have to go back we and over a year ago. I know. <laughs> um, left or right twigs? Left. What's a trend that went too far? Oh, God. Oh my god. Oh, middle parts on men. Middle parts on men. You I know it it's here in first. Still, but I've always hated it. Even in the 90s, I hated middle parts. On men. Um, <laughs> what's uh what's one thing you would eliminate from life? Oh god. See, so my original answer, I can't even think of now. And then someone said mosquitoes. But I'm going to say anxiety. All right. But also mosquitoes is a close second. What would you, what would, who would play you in a documentary or movie about your life? Um, well, that's the issue. There's not a lot to choose from in the Asian American, in the Asian acting world. I think I said on one episode, like Zicky, uh, Patrick, Chong like in an episode because he's also from Hong Kong but like he doesn't believe in his English abilities enough to play me mm-hmm. so that's the question I truly don't know and that is another thing I would want an open casting call for kind of like mm-hmm. the search for Elle Woods was mm-hmm. but like I would definitely be all up in it <laughs> like sitting there like do me go dance yeah. audition go yeah I, I, I remember that my idea was that I would have an unknown um because yeah yeah and 
what genre would your documentary or movie be? The one A about musical. your life. A musical. Heck yes. If you stick to the status <laughs> quo, what qu click would you be in? if I stuck to the status quo, what click would I be in? Um. Oh, okay. Sorry, because I remember the second question. I was like, oh god, there are two different answers. Which one's which? If I stuck to the status quo, I would probably be in with the nerds. Or the geeky people. Okay, and what click should you have been in high school? The popular girls. <laughs> so the thing is, my high school was a very unique world. Everyone was super nice. <laughs> So I realized I was the meanest person. oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was only like by default because everyone was nice to each other, but we're kind of mean to me. But because everyone was kind of mean to me because of like, you know, time period and homophobia type thing. I was just constantly mean back to more people than were mean to each other. So I like by default, but in general, I can objectively say my high school was really nice. Our cheerleaders were the biggest fans of every organization in the school. The dance team is right behind them. Like if we had the most relational aggression, it definitely was half because of me. <laughs> but I feel like that's kind of lovely to like be able to set yourself as the standard like if you're the weakest link like if you you you're like okay perfect like I'm okay with this is as mean as we get in this school no meaner and like you 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 have the the power to set that like Fair. yeah Take that, um Tyler, who also helped me realize this one day. oh my gosh <laughs> If your life was a <laughs> jukebox musical, what would be the opening song? I go back and forth on this a lot. So I think Power would be a great opening song, like I mentioned before, with theme song. But I could also probably do a really, like, do well Mamma Mia montage Oh my medley. gosh. Like, because I'm going to wake up. That's just how it's going to happen. It's going to be like hairspray. I'm going to be like waking up in bed. Uh, and I'm going to like skip into life. <laughs> but what song it's going to be? I'm going to either say Power by Little Mix or a Mamma Mia montage. I'm so curious which one I picked because that's such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything you'd like to say while, while you have the platform? uh, yes, everyone. Uh, keep supporting the show. Thank you so much for sticking on this journey. If you want to come on, please reach out. I literally love talking to people, which is why the show's a thing. And you might have to wait a while for your episode to come out, but you might not have to. I don't know. Reach Also, out. Also, maybe that will make you less scared about coming on because you can be like, well, it's not even, my episode's not even coming out this year, so it's fine. We don't have to pretend it's real. And then you can get your experience with public speaking and like being interviewed and stuff like that. And let's be real. If I don't know you, you can make up anything about yourself. Oh, wow. I wonder if any of your guests have done that so far. I don't think they have because I'm really good at researching, but like, if you just want to practice your public speaking skills, like we can be transparent about that too. Like, Hey, this person reached out because they want to do this. So this So is they the will life. be <laughs> pretending <laughs> to be a character. Um, <laughs> all right. Wonderful. Where can people find you? um, at the shape of a star podcast on Instagram at the shape of a star podcast at gmail.com. There is a Twitter. I haven't updated it since we started, but oh, we have a TikTok at the shape of star podcast. Yes. Um, and everyone can find me too and answer all the questions that I, that I posed to you in your,
um, because I'm curious about other things that I asked earlier. Yeah. Warning, we might have a rebranding by the time this episode comes out, but eh, in the air probably won't happen. But either way, it's going to be consistent and throughout the whole world. So just go for the name. Love it. Just go for the name, folks. All right, satellites, catch us next orbit. See you next time. Bye. Bye, world. Thank you.